And three, two, one. Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, Sir of the 2020 Podcast, LLC. Please say the LLC. And today I got a special guest, one of our hometown heroes, Music the Muse is in the building. How you doing? Hey, what's up? (laughs) What's up? (laughs) You know, uh, I actually reached out to you and I was was just telling you off camera that Mm -hmm. I, I waited a bit before I reached out to you because I knew you was from here. But I wanted to kind of get my clientele up, you know what I'm saying, before I, you know. And I told you that I was completely honored that you would feel that way <laughs> before I got in here. But, you know, I, again, I truly honored. Hey, hey, the pleasure's all mine. Uh, thank you for taking time out your day to do this because I, I hit you up earlier this week, I believe. Or was it last week? You did. This you did. Week. I, think it was, I think it was this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like... I we're going to start slide this DM. <laughs> no problem. Look, I'm glad you did. I, you know, I haven't really, I haven't really interviewed with anybody from back home this yet. So it was a breath of fresh air, I'd say. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I can't wait because I'm really ready to pick your brain. So music to muse. So if anybody was to ask you, what is it that you do? What would you tell them? I would tell them that I am your all-around entertainment. <laughs> mm. I would prefer, I think I would refer to myself as an entertainer. Okay, okay, okay. I dig that, I dig that. Now, how long, I guess you would say, how long have you been in the entertainment business? Well, um, so a lot of people uh, maybe do know this back home, but um, I grew up in church like most of the people they get in the industry (laughs) and um the entertainment started there i mean just because it's for jesus don't mean people don't like to be entertained they still like to be entertained regardless of where the entertainment is being taking place it's the same thing um so i have um i have been doing that since at least three I can remember parents being like, you know, no, no shy now. You a big girl. You was a big girl. You get up there, you speak, you be heard. You know what I mean? It wasn't none of that. Put your finger in. You, this is all. She forgot the words. No, mm. it was sing that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so, you know, like that, that's where it started. And my dad was a pastor. My mother also. Um, and of course, they were pastor and a lit lady. Mm. okay all right so being an artist you know getting your, your roots in church like many mm-hmm. of us um mm-hmm. what really inspired you to take this as a career path um um so it kind of started a little bit before I left Mobile um so uh right before I left Mobile um I think I had worked like my 10th dead-end job like, you know what I'm saying? Like for the year. Okay. Not for my life for like the year, you know, um, because, um, I just didn't find that in the area, there were many other options other than trade work or dead end jobs or medical field or whatever. Um, so I didn't want to do any of that. Um, so I started to, um, try and put myself out more, you know, before, right before I left, I think it was maybe the last year or two, uh, whatever, that I was just really putting myself into the 
music scene of Mobile because church is another side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So outside of church, no one really knew me because I was like really that sheltered. So when I got out, I was like, okay, you know, like the last two years of me being an adult and in Mobile, I was like, okay, let me see what Mobile industry is talking about. So I started trying to, you know, get involved with things. First thing I started doing was songwriting or whatever. So I song written for Ida, Ida Lee Songbird. She was the first person that uh, hit me up and asked me, to write for her or uh, whatever. And so it's this song that is still streaming. It's called Groove. And it's a Southern soul jam or uh, whatnot, you know, that'll, that'll get your line dance and two-step on or whatnot. Um, and I wrote that for her especially. Then it was like, after that, I started thinking, I was like, okay, cool. I can do this songwriter thing. You know, it began to be you know profitable like you know people were actually hitting me up and wanting me to write for them and things of that nature it got to Travis J um I wrote a song called Games for him um that's still streaming everywhere um and then I wrote a song for Keontae um she has a song that I written called I Love You um and probably some more that I just can't really think about right now or maybe their progress with it didn't get as far um but I did get to writing oh and um those were like the you know the highlights so um after writing was a thing oh whatnot um I started participating in some bands you know um and that I think helped me get my stage presence up it helped me become a little bit more aware of the industry world outside of church uh whatnot um and so after the bands um other miscellaneous things started coming about like um I believe there was a um the play um dream girls or whatnot it may be maybe it had been about maybe about two years ago something like that um from a cj aka cleophis or whatnot put on um and i played the um <laughs> i played the replacement <laughs> of effie <laughs> or whatnot so i played the fourth dream girl to be oh. technical um, and so I was getting into a lot of things like that, you know, and, and singing back up um, for Ida. Um, so I was just kind of in the mix. Um, I also um, I also did um, did some work with um, Antoinette Warbenton of A. Warbenton Incorporated. Um, she is one of my best friends along with Ida now. <laughs> and um yeah, so she did everything, like, and I'm talking about everything. So I learned a lot of what I, you know, know about the industry to those two women or whatnot, because not only did those two uh, show interest in what talent I had to offer, but they also wanted to offer knowledge, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and allowed me to step into their world to see, hey, this is what goes on, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Combining all of that and reeling it back in. Oh yeah, also I also did some dancing with Shalinda, uh, Shal Shal the dancer. Yes, dancing with Shal. Yeah. So we 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We had we had intentions of doing a, a dance group or whatever the why. I think she had me cheerleading and everything. I was like, it's a lot going on. So um yeah, another great friend of mine as well. So I, I did all of that wrapping up the last couple of years of being in Mobile. So um what happened was I was at cricket. <laughs> And it was a lot going on there. Um, they were stealing money, wasn't getting paid what we were supposed to. It was all types of things happening. So um, we went to, um, I went to work and I said to myself, I said, I said, well, I said, unless I want to be the CEO of a cricket one day, I don't really see what I'm doing here. You know what I'm saying? I've done all I could do music wise. You know what I mean? <coughs> I, I, in my opinion, reached out to those that were the heaviest of involvement in Mobile, mm -hmm. you know, so I was like, I don't really think I have any help beyond this point. So um, shortly after that, my cousin, who had been trying to get me to come to Houston for, man, I don't know how many years, um, like, off and on throughout my lifetime. But this particular time she asked me was the third time that she had actually hit me up and offered for me to come and build a new life in Houston. So this particular time, you know, I say forget cricket. I hop on the bus, you know what I'm saying? With the last little money that I had to get there or whatever, um, which was probably like Tide's money or something. Like I ain't even gonna lie to you. Um, and like, I got to Houston. Well, um, I got to Houston and um, stayed here for, I was here like for like a couple weeks. I got here like January the 6th of 2020. Um, a few weeks later, I got a call that said my mother passed or uh, whatnot. Um, so I went back down to Mobile to, you know, help arrange the funeral arrangements and so forth. Um, and, you know, I got back to Houston um, after my mom passed. That was kind of like my conclusion with Mobile. I felt like everything that lived like as far as, you know, and I'm saying a life there had been put to rest in a sense, um, because that's that's really all that Mobile really had to offer in the form of love besides my friend. Uh, whatever. So um, after that happened, uh, one night I was in Houston. Um, I got to networking. You know, um, I played several roles in several position, uh, positions up here in Houston. I didn't play consultant. I didn't play manager role. I didn't play the um, advisor role. I didn't play the interview role, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So forth and so forth. A lot of different services for a lot of different people until I finally said, you know what? Why don't I just do this shit myself? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I started um, working at a local bar here in Houston, Texas. And forgive me if I'm talking too much, but oh, it's no, just yeah. a lot. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I worked at a local bar here in Houston, Texas. Um, and uh, that really opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, I bartended, I was the hookah girl, I DJed sometimes. Like I learned a lot of um, a lot of additional trades to the industry that would prove to be very beneficial later on. Mm -hmm. um, I met people, you know what I mean, that came in the bar. It allowed me to really like network because again, I'm not from here. I'm probably a couple of months deep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to figure out who I like to figure out and what better place to do it than a place where everybody comes to kick it. So um, we um, 
after that ended, after the bar closed, um, that was when I just went full pledge. I am a, you know, I'm saying I'm an artist out here. I'm an entertainer. And now I want to do this. So I don't know, like after the bar ended, it was like somebody turned on the show switch. And so everybody um, that I had met and all these rapport that, rapport that I built, all the rapport that I built with these different people um, just came to light. So it was like, hey, you want to come perform here? Hey, you want to come perform there? Hey, you want to come perform here? You know what I'm saying? So as I'm doing this, I'm linking up with different venues. I'm meeting different people who would extend the journey that I'm on. You know what I'm saying? I end up, you know, finding love or whatnot, my beautiful girlfriend. Her name is Kyoto Key. She's a rap artist. Oh, and not. Um, and I just, I just took it from there. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, we here, <laughs> but it was all in the network and all in the journey, I suppose. Okay. That's, that's quite the tale. I'm, I'm going to backpedal a little bit though, if you don't okay. mind. Because yeah, no, go ahead. I gave you a lot. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that gives me one of the things it will it kind of leads into one of the questions I was going to ask, because, okay, you know, losing a parent mm-hmm. kind of uh, changes things. Uh, I have several friends over the last few years who I've been blessed with the call friends who've mm-hmm. been able to give me insight on what it's like to lose a parent. And mm-hmm. um, they said that there is kind of a veil or protection from the world that is lost when you lose a parent. You know, yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I would mm-hmm. definitely agree with that. It kind of feels like an instance of whoa, I'm here alone. Right. Like, right. Yeah, that's that's how it feels. That is okay. I can so, agree. Let me ask you this question then. Um, mm-hmm. what were some of the obstacles that you encountered on this journey? You know, transitioning from Mobile to Houston. <laughs> you know, well, like you have the right so, questions. <laughs> I do what I do. <laughs> But, you know, everything isn't rainbows and sunshine. So I just want to know what were some of the hardships you encountered? Um, okay, so one of the first thing is um, I, I didn't grow up close to uh, my family. My family was very strict by religion. There was no pants, no makeup. Um, all that was going to send you to hell. We, we were one of them. You know, so um, mind you now, before my mom passed, my parents divorced or whatever, probably the moment I hit 18. Um, So, you know, this uh, remained a part of my mother's life. She was a single woman or whatnot. Um, And the thing about it was um, I kind of didn't have much of a relationship with my father because, you know, he didn't. You know, I'm taking the account that, you know, he didn't have one himself. So, of course, we we don't there's no manual to this thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think he thought that sheltering me would be the best way, you know what I'm saying, to protect me. You know what I mean? So, you know, we went there, you know, had that conversation, me and him. But um, I said that to say that I didn't because of how I was sheltered other than like maybe one or two friends that I were able, that I was able to see growing up my own family like I know who they are but I don't know them you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I can say that you know I know my dad I know my mom you know what I'm saying I have brothers from their previous marriages but I'm the only one they had together so everything is it for me is kind of distant you know what I'm saying like those are my brothers 
this is my uncle, this is my auntie, you know, these are my cousins. But other than kind of like knowing their faces, you know, it's not really like a bond like that, you know. So with that being said, I was extra close to my mom. <laughs> so in this grand scheme, you've got distant family who I don't know, who might as well be strangers, you know what I'm saying? And then you have immediate family, all that I know was mom and dad. Don't really with dad that much. So, <laughs> and then that just poof, goes away. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> it really took it really took God it really took God like I'm telling you like I definitely see how people could slip and lose their mind you know what I'm saying mm. I was there I felt it in my head you know I felt it in my brain you know what I'm saying just losing a grip you know um and all I could do was pray uh when not all I could do was pray that's it because like my head was just out of here so one of the things that happened was um you know we had sibling disagreements um me and my brothers you know what I'm saying um I mean I feel like it was kind of bound to happen because when the glue that you know the only thing that we actually have in common you know goes away now the reality is I'm looking at you and you looking at me and you don't know me you know what I'm saying and I don't know you you know what I mean so you know, and God forbid, you know, you talking about siblings that's that's talking about their mother, you know what I'm saying? It's like this my mama, no, this my mama, you know, this my mama, you know. So um I kind of felt a little pushed to a side when it came to that situation, um, by you know, family and stuff. I've always been, you know, a little free spirit, you know, I've never been the type that would be what do you call stable or whatnot like I'm just I've just never been that person you know what I'm saying so you know a lot of people say oh you know well it's time to stop that ripping and running the streets it's time to grow up it's it's time to you know what I'm saying figure out what you're gonna do with your life and this that and the third and they were right but it wasn't that it was time for me to necessarily change what I was doing it was definitely time for me to take it more serious <laughs> so you know what I'm saying so I was like what's more serious than moving to a place where no one knows me nothing about me where I can't be judged at that you know and actually taking the time out to work on me and establish what I want you know what I'm saying because anything is achievable it's just about what you're willing to put into it you know what I'm saying so I don't care if I'm going to devote my life to this you know what I'm saying well this is what I devote my life to. And compared to a doctor, a lawyer, a, you know what I'm saying? A pharmacist, you know what I'm saying? This is my specialty and this is my craft, you know? So um, I decided to take that seriously, you know what I'm saying? So it didn't matter what, you know, anybody else said or thought. Um, I uh, also, you know, reached out, you know, was talking more with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that was actually going pretty good until, you know, I told my dad that I was, uh, seeing a woman or whatever. Uh, yeah. You're shaking your head. <laughs> I, I was waiting. It's like you already I know. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting. <laughs> so, 
Right. So when I told him I was seeing a woman, the conversation was good at first. But I think like, I think like being a daughter, like I sent him, I sent my dad quite a few cash out requests. I ain't even gonna lie. But I feel like he daddy. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't know, you know, get mad at me. But I mean, whatever. That's not that type of relationship. Anyways, <laughs> so I sent like cash requests for like eight bucks. And he um, sent me like this four page letter on um, like, you know, he doesn't support my lifestyle. And basically, you know, if this is what you're going to do and you got people supporting you, go ask them, AKA go ask your girlfriend. Cause I, I can't do nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? Type situation. And I don't care how anybody wants to put that, you know, if anybody reads the messages aside from all of the sugar coating and whatnot, that's basically, you know, what he said. So at this point, I'm like, look, you know what I'm saying? I got family that I don't know, which are basically strangers. I don't know extending invitations for love that I can't accept because I don't know them. You know what I'm saying? I didn't genuine, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Make that bond. So unfortunately, aside from being blood related, you know, I don't know you, you know what I'm saying? I've got, you know, a father that, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, okay, maybe this could be a chance to rekindle, although I do love him. It's just, you know, and me being at this stage in my life, it's really important for me to keep myself encouraged. You know what I'm saying? And I can't do that, you know what I'm saying? When I have to worry about, you know, uh, like, you know, if you're going to treat me and the people that I choose to love, a different sort of way you know what I'm saying like not just her but you know I'm basically building my own family you know what I mean I'm building you know family by you know attracting people that are authentically for me people that are going through what I am where I am at in my life I I call those people family you know what I'm saying the life that I'm living they know this is the life I'm living they accept this the life I'm living you know what I'm saying? And they go through the things that I go through with me, not go through the things and like, oh, I'm just bailing you out. You know, you need to get your stuff together. Please don't help me. Like, if you're going to be like that, don't help me. You know what I'm saying? Don't, just don't. Either help me, you know what I'm saying? Because you believe in me, you support me, you know, or if you can't, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But don't do it and be like, oh, well, I only did it. You got to get your stuff together. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you get a real job, whatever, all the things that, you know, we as musicians here. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm building my own family. So um, those things happen, you know what I'm saying? So family just kind of sh- mm-hmm. or whatnot. Um, and I, you know, I went through, you know, the whole process of, getting rid of old, um, old situations, um, from home, you know what I'm saying? Cause of course I was in Houston now, all of the ripping and running around in circles, you know what I'm saying? With the same toxic people on whatever level, um, was over for me. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to get rid of anything that was triggering anything that was preventing growth, anything that was preventing me from moving forward, I said, I will let it go. I don't care. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm like, my mom's not here. I was like, it ain't nothing. None of y'all can tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what you think, you know what I'm saying? Because if anything, she was the last person that, you know, I always wanted to respect, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's gone. So, 
I don't care what you think about me, you know, and I don't care what you say about me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do me because after a while, you know what I'm saying? Whenever it's time for God to call me home, you're just going to say your words just like you do everybody else and put me in the ground just like they do everything else. And still walk around here living your life until it's your turn. So I might as well do this thing for me. That is. That is. I, I completely understand. Walk in your truth and be unapologetic about it. I'm yeah. all for it. I'm all for it. Okay. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to shift gears again a little bit because okay. you know, we, we showed how harsh life can be, you know, when mm-hmm. you're proud of who you are and what you do, you know. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. So far, has there been one memory involved in, you know, being an entertainer that has stood out as your favorite memory? Like that one that you can probably go to right now and be like, you know what? That was the re- that was it. That was that's the reason why I do it. Hmm. I think um, the moment for me would uh, probably be when I was deemed uh, management of the bar that I was working at. Oh, uh, when I and you know we, I basically ran the whole club. Like you know, I hired, um, I promoted. You know what I'm saying? And it was working, like, you know what I'm saying? And I realized, wow, I can really do this. And the first time that I did, I I created a show, you know, I got on stage, you know what I'm saying? I'm performing my music and people are loving it. You know, they really like it. They're like, oh, I really like your music, you know, and they're following me on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the followers grow, mind you, um, I mean, you know, I, I've got about a little over 3,000 now, but when I came to Houston two years ago, I had less than 1,000, you know what mm. I mean? So it was groundbreaking, you know what I'm saying? Because for me, what that said to me is that there was a place in this industry for me, you know, mm-hmm. and that I had every right to feel how I felt and pursue what I wanted. Perfect. That's, that's very well stated. I, I like how when you speak, you're very detailed, you know, yeah. like you, you're very meticulous in what you're saying. So it's kind of easy to understand what it, because I've never been a manager before, you know, yeah. who knows? I may yeah. be in the future, but I've never been the one to be responsible for multiple things multiple right. people at one time. So right. that's, that's enlightening because I'm the type that's like, you know what? Too much responsibility. I got to be over here. Let me, I, let me tell you something. I never asked for it. I've never mm-hmm. asked for it. But I, I honestly, I've always been promoted to management, even in my nine to five jobs. You know, like they, they normally. But the thing about you know those is after management, after like store management, like that's really all there is. There's nothing from there. You know what I'm saying that you can really get to. So it's kind of like, but with this, like you know. You get good, you might get a couple of clubs that you can, you know what I'm saying, bounce between and do stuff at, you know, and all types of things. So, but no, I appreciate that. I try to be, um, it feels like I'm talking a lot, but that's only because if I don't, then I know there's a communication barrier these days that Mm -hmm. I just, I'm trying to stay clear of. (laughs) No, you're doing great, honestly. You're doing great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So, this is going to lead to one of my favorite questions. Okay, so, okay. At any point, 
did you feel that you wouldn't be successful? And if so, who or what changed your mind? Um, I had an instance with one of my brothers um, and he was he was trying to teach me a lesson or whatever. So, you know, um, he told me he was like, send me $50 right now or whatever. He was like, you can't because you don't have it. Or whatever, and I was like, and I, and I was like, it was like I had just moved to Houston, mm-hmm. and it was like, it was like, oh, I don't have fifty dollars, like you know what I'm saying? I'm like, right. oh my god, you know what I'm saying? It's that the third, and then like shortly after that, I went to a mixer, um, and that mixer is where I found the first artist that I ended up getting paid to manage, and that said to me like I'm on the right path (laughs) like when someone offers you know I'm saying this was weekly pay like you know I'm saying to manage them as an artist I was like I'm in the right field and the right place (laughs) man that that is an experience that is an experience Mm -hmm. uh so I'll say this my very first time being in a situation like that uh-huh. I was super nervous, super nervous. So uh-huh. this may sound weird. What I started to do is, and this is me telling my business, I started, and this might sound crazy to some people, but it's very helpful. I started uh-huh. to practice scenarios uh-huh. for the future. I'll give you an example. Uh-huh. Okay. I've practiced accepting an award, what I would say. Uh-huh. I've practiced interviews, what I would say. Uh-huh. I've practiced if I was approached by the police, what I would say. So <laughs> I practice all these scenarios. That way, when it happens, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? So. But do you know what I call that? I What's call that? that manifestation. That's mm. what I call it. <laughs> Ours. Bars. I call that manifestation. That's how you do it. You have to visualize where it is that you see yourself can't nobody do that for you no one can no one can see your worth like you you know what I'm saying like that's why self-love is so important and me and my girlfriend we preach it all the time like forget all this other stuff I don't even care what your religion is as long as your religion isn't talking about killing nobody hurting nobody you know what i'm saying like as long as your religion is trying to promote positivity for your personal life i don't care what i care about or whatnot and what's so important is that everyone follows their own path because when you follow your own path you're unapologetically gonna take your place in life you know what i'm saying whatever that may be and you're going to feel fulfilled You know, so I feel like in order to do that, you have to you have to visualize and you can't let no one kill it. you got to see it and you got to keep going like you got to be like, that's what I want. And when you say it, I mean, really see it, you become it. So you start doing the things that you need to do. You become the person that you need to be Well, really that you already are. But, you know, I'm saying you you become what you already know you are. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter the circumstance. You'll always be taken care of with faith. 
You know what I mean? It really doesn't matter what you're going through. You're going to wake up sometimes and be like, well, dang, you know, I ain't got like a dollar to my name. You know what I'm saying? But you'll look around and your rent is paid for and your utilities is paid for and you got clothes on your back. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? You don't have anything to worry about. You're not sick. You know what I'm saying? And you'd be like, I am still blessed and I'm still headed and doing the things that I meant to do. Um, all right you, you better better stop you over here preaching now um, <laughs> i love it though you you're preaching a message that someone needs to hear too much too much social media has taught us to look at the things we don't have that other right have. right and sometimes what we see for them may not actually be for them it may not even be real you know right exactly exactly journey i i hear you i hear you loud and clear are you loud you're talking to me right now i don't know if you know (laughs) but uh, (laughs) so my next question and this is a long-term question so i'm expecting you to to hit me with something good now this is your okay all right i'm gonna do my very best i'm gonna do my very best (laughs) so where would you like to see yourself as an entertainer as an artist as a person in the next one year in the next three years, and then in the next 10 years? Okay. Um, All right. So I have to answer as an entertainer and as a person, like, separately. Okay. And for each increment. Okay. You can just mix it all together if you want. Let's do it. Okay. 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 So in a year, I would not, um, as an entertainer, because I say entertainer because I'm entertaining in whatever I do. Oh, and not it don't even matter. So I'm just saying entertainer. Even if I'm hosting or a promoter, whatever it is, I'm entertaining or whatever, all falling under the same category. But um I see in a year, in a year, I expect um to be able to book my shows at least three months in advance. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I expect to be able to, you know, when I step out, you know, there's some sort of accommodation being made, you know what I'm saying, in a year, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, Strictly because of how I know that I am going to invest in this journey that I'm on, Mm -hmm. you know, so that investment should put me at least in a year to where, you know, I'm going places and, you know, I'm going places with, um, with an invite to, you know, come and maybe judge or come to perform, you know what I'm saying? Um, specifically for a crowd that's asking for what I do, you know, um, you said the next one was five years, three Three years, then five, then ten. Yes, ma'am. Well, one, okay. three, and ten. But we could do five if you got five in mind. Okay, one, three, ten. No, it's cool. Okay, so in the next three years, um, I actually expect to um, be getting paid off of my streams, making money in my sleep. You know what I mean? Because I'm not even gonna lie. Like um, recently in Houston is where I've been learning you know, everything musically on the business side of, that I need to have taken care of. And so I've been doing those things, you know, uh, setting myself up for, you know, the future, you know, when it comes down to it or uh, whatnot. Uh, the next three years, I plan to have 
offers of labels like because my desire um i'm one of those or whatever i am seeking a label so you know a major label you know what i'm saying that you know is ready to invest in someone like me um so in the next three years i want to have offers with an s on the table for different labels um and in the and in the next 10 um i expect me and you to be at the grammys together <laughs> I'm gonna act a fool. I'm gonna run up and hug you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run up and hug you, and then I'm gonna interview you on the carpet. Period. You got it. Period. It's all up. It's ready. We're gonna be ready too. I, I got the outfit in mind and everything is going down. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Y'all, y'all, y'all. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. Well, nothing, <laughs> Nene. I love it. All right. So, <laughs> Um, this is my final question, and uh, I'm kind of sad because I've really enjoyed this. This is this has been enlightening for me, you know. Likewise, it's um, I I I needed this as well. I did. I needed this as well. I needed to get things out. See, look at God. So, the hardest thing to do, especially nowadays, is to take an idea and run with it. Mm-hmm. But you did just that, right? Mm-hmm. What words of encouragement would you have for that person who's listening or watching? And they have an idea, but they're afraid to take that first step. What would you tell them? Do it. <laughs> like, do it. If it scares you, do it. Like, I mean, you know, if it's the right type of fear now, if you're thinking about committing suicide, obviously I'm not talking to you. You know what I'm saying? If you're thinking about, you know, doing something that's going to like mess you up, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't do it. But if you're talking about, you know, pursuing something that everybody says you can't, something that everyone denies you could and denies that you will do it, that means it's meant to be something that all the odds are against you on, you know what I'm saying? Um, when fear, depression, anxiety, when all of that kick in, it means that you're close to something. Mm. It means that you're close to something. When, when you get to feeling like you're unworthy, feeling like, you know, you don't know exactly how you're gonna, you know, break through this, do it. Like, push anyways when it hurts push anyways like you know what I'm saying like I didn't love and had to break away and 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 the feeling a lot of people think that you you know you have to wait or they want to try and wait till the love feeling goes away to leave you know like no like <laughs> sometimes and actually most of the time when it's time for you to pursue whatever it is that you are going to pursue, there is some sort of sacrifice every time, you you know, and the sacrifice, to be honest with you, is always worth it. Like, um, I had a situation where I was really in love with a guy before I left Houston. It was extremely toxic, though. Like, it was, I'm talking about toxic beyond toxic. Domesticated, infidelity, lies, drugs, like, you know what I'm saying? It was Mm -hmm. the whole shebang bang, you know what I'm saying? Like, going off. You know, like the secrets in the closet, like you know what I'm Ooh. saying. It was it was a lot, you know. But I still loved him. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, you know, 
who am I to judge and who is anybody? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing I hate. You know what I'm saying? That's why I recommend everyone love themselves so they can be themselves. But, you know, like, I had to say, I want this for me. And where I was trying to get to, I couldn't take toxicity with me as much as I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that love didn't disappear once I left. It didn't. Mm. I was still hurt. <laughs> I was still reminiscing off of the, the things, you know, good and bad. I was still pushing. I was still um, hurting from losing my mother. I still am. I still cry. You know what I'm saying? At random times of the night, I still wonder, you know what I'm saying? Well, what is it about me? You know, I still have feelings. I still think about my childhood and the things that happened. I still do. Like the hurt <laughs> does not just vanish like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. but you got to keep pushing because it's worth it. Not because it feel good, but because it's worth it. And if we got to go there, since I'm preaching, <laughs> Let's do it. Jesus had to take every nail, spit, whip, lie, betrayal, all for it to be worth it. <laughs> for it to be worth it. And don't ever think that right. your sole purpose or whatever you're being pushed to is for you because it's never for you. <laughs> I agree. I you're, agree. Your soul is pushing you to where you you personally are going to be able to make a difference. That's where your soul is pushing you. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily you're giving these things because you have to do a tool. So you might as well like it because that's what you're going to do one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? But your soul is pushing you to the best form possible to be able to reach people to be able to, you know, to tell people something, you know what I'm saying? To, to be able to make a difference in a positive manner. Like it does it for everyone. And you have some people that sit and ignore it, you know what I'm saying? And you have some people that just can't, I just can't. <laughs> so here I am. They always said she would preach, she would be a prophet, she would be an evangelist, but they never knew to whom and how God exactly mm. had me in wish to do that. And you dare say that I'm anybody but a child of God that love him for any reason other than the fact of the fruit that I bear. And that's positivity and what's in my heart. And that's nothing but genuine. So. Okay. 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 I, like <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. All in all. Your story is not just yours. Your story is your testimony for someone else. All in all, I love it. I love it. Indeed. 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 So, this is me. <laughs> I, look, look here. You need to write a book. Um, <laughs> so, okay. I, I need to write a book because this is the sixth time someone has told me yeah. I need to write look, a book. Nah, I ain't trying to tell you what to do, but I'm just saying you need to write a book. But, um, I have I have recently I'll tell you what I have then I've okay. recently started journaling or whatever. Mm, so um okay. so I think it's gonna get me there or whatever. <laughs> so you know what I mean. I've recently started back that or whatnot. So I, I believe it's gonna, you know, we're we're working towards it. I, I think I see that's the plan in the making, you know. <laughs> so 
But yeah, we'll see. All right. So, Music the Muse, if anybody wants to get into contact with you, whether it be about business, whether it be about music, mm-hmm. whether it be just to pick your brain, because you never know, you know, you're an advocate, you know, of just being the best you. What What is the best method to get in contact with you? Um, So you can always DM me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram all the time uh, at Music the Muse. That's M-U-S-I-K-D-A. Mm-hmm. M-U-S-E. Um, also, uh, you can find me on Facebook, but my government is on there. But you can still look it up by Music the Muse. It'll still bring you up. But the page will say Regina Phillips. Um, you could find my music on all platforms. It's widely distributed. Um, that's Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, Amazon, you know, you name it. That, mm. That's where you'll be able to find any of my music. Um no single, average, or uh, whatnot, uh, which actually is a testimony to everything that I've spoken about today. Uh, we're not in a nutshell. <laughs> so um, you can reach me, email. Uh, that's musicthemuse at gmail.com. I'm trying to keep everything uniform so that if you know Music the Muse, you can contact me basically any sort of way. <laughs> so... Yeah. Now, not to put your business out there, I, I just saw a second ago you on TikTok too. Oh yeah, I am. I am. I am on TikTok. I do a lot of TikToks. Oh, oh uh, okay. that is also oh. music debuts on TikTok as well. M U S I K D A M U S E. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, we're gonna include all that information in the description below. Or if okay. you're listening, just check the. Y- y'all know where to find the information. She said it like you know. <laughs> so that being said this has been your boy sir music the muse in the building thank you so much for doing this interview you have been spectacular oh you have been awesome as well i'm so glad to be here today for real stop it i'm too dark to blush now um hey (laughs) but that being said this has been sir and we are out